Greetings. This is Reverend Deborah Johnson, and welcome to the Where Is Your Yes podcast. In this particular program, we focus on getting to a deeper place of discernment about our spirituality, our identity as spiritual beings, and what does it really mean for us to live a life that is in fulfillment with our highest purpose. Uh, During this podcast, I often share with you these divine downloads that I get. They are spirit messages that very often come in the form of letters, some of which are published in a series called Letters from the Infinite, published by Sounds True. The first volume is The Sacred Yes, and the second volume is uh, Your Deepest Intent. I'm going to be sharing a letter with you today that actually is not published. It's in my private reserve. As always, when I'm sharing these letters, I try to share them with you in the way that I can most remember hearing it for myself. Uh, So that when you're listening, I invite you to not just listening, don't just listen to me, but Uh, to listen to what I, in fact, uh, was listening to. Uh, This particular letter I have entitled, uh, The Space in Between. And it starts off with an inspiration from a quote from one of my favorite books, The Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu. That quote is, We work with matter, but it's the empty space that we use. So the letter starts. It's the space in between. The healing is in the space in between. The revealing is in the space in between. The rhythm is in the space in between. The decision is in the space in between. The knowing is in the space in between. The growing is in the space in between. You think that it is the togetherness of making love that makes you close. It's in the breaths in between the undulations that make your spirit soar. You think it's the words that make you understand. It's in the place that the words lead that awareness takes place. The words are like fingers pointing towards the moon. The words are like a compass that points in a direction. You must go on the journey to receive the insight. No amount of might will be able to put an idea in someone's mind. 
no matter what kind of materials they are exposed to. The mind must grasp hold. And in its own solitary act of embrace, unearth itself to let the thought in. Understanding is not an external process of connecting with information outside of yourself. Understanding is an internal process of expanding within oneself, enlarging the territory of one's comprehension. It's the space in between where the awareness comes, like standing at a fulcrum between seeming opposites and holding the balance of it all. You think safety is in clinging to one thing in particular, being sure, and then sure of being sure. You think integrity is being true to one place on the continuum, Uh, but the word integrity means whole. Wholeness is in the completeness the complexities that are really just comprehensiveness. I leave nothing and no one out. Thus, my divine plans often appear to be complicated by your human standards, where you have grown to equate divine order with ease and simplicity. Oh, no. A right action is a place where you have never been. You have been carried by its winds, but it is a territory which you cannot grasp with your mind. Right action requires that you stand in the end. Live in the not know. Trust seeming contradictions as the evidence of my handiwork. Can you live in both this and that? Does everything always have to be this or that? Must you have things so clear that your limited linear thinking can predict and therefore circumvent what it anticipates to be coming down the pike? Why is there such a premium placed on forecasting, planning, calculating ahead of time? What safety is there in knowing things that will probably never come to pass? Why cling to facts like crutches that will collapse in the face of my facts? It's the space in between, my children. It's the space in between. 
I give you things to see and to think about, not to cling to them. I give them to you so that they can help to cultivate your consciousness, so that they may unearth, dislodge the pillars and the posts of your past structures that assume a trajectory conjecture of what you already know. Your pursuit of knowledge is not really a pursuit of knowledge. You think of knowledge as accumulative. You always want to build upon what you already think that you know. It's like building a sandcastle with sand bricks. Learning should be more like eating. You take in, ingest, digest, assimilate, and eliminate. This you must also do with knowledge. Furthermore, the body that you have today is not the same body that you had yesterday or 20 years ago. When you move with today's body, there's no assumption that you're just adding on to what already has been. You realize that somewhere along the way you have released that former physical structure. And what you take in now is for where you are now. Can you do this, my children, with your so-called knowledge? Can you do this with my guidance? Can you be fully present in the nowness of every moment, knowing that now is a convergence of the past, the present, and the future? Can you listen with fresh ears, like a scientist who is aware that the next new discovery may come? completely undermine what was heretofore accepted as the way things are. Can you be an adventurer who's curious about what's around every bend without needing to see the map of the terrain before venturing out? This is more than merely serial clinging and releasing your relationship to spiritual awareness, like you do your serial relationships. Faithfulness is not in adhering, but in revering the sacredness of that which is beyond human comprehension. Rarely will you grasp my message in the moment that it is revealed to you. What you call your epiphanies are usually a series of inputs that you have configured in such a way as to tell a story that you had not seen until that moment. You experience something as new 
even in your sharing of the experience. You start stringing together the subtle and uh, perhaps not so subtle clues that you pondered or perhaps ignored along the way. You sometimes berate yourselves on not getting it sooner or earlier, forgetting that you need the space in between. You needed more context, more examples, more receptivity, more alignment, more trust, etc. These were being cultivated during the in-between moments. So you're learning with the healing of your body temple. Don't focus on the density and trying to change matter. Your body is mainly empty space and water. Both are fluid and malleable. It's like the glass being half empty or half full. In reverse. Notice the space. The container doesn't so much matter. Work with the empty space. As you embrace it and meld into it, you move into its expansiveness. It's much like what you say about darkness and light. The dark really doesn't exist. It's just the contraction of light. So it is with your aches and your pains and your muscles. There's a contraction of energy and you must breathe space into it. The tight muscles are like darkness. You cannot remove darkness. You can only introduce light. Massages and other therapies that you've tried are attempting to loosen things up to create more space. Much like what you speak about when explaining how all healing modalities are trying to work with what's right within the body and to stimulate it more of what really already is. Don't see your muscles as a mass that you have to engage. They don't need pressure to release. They need your vision of them with more space to be pliant and malleable. The density dissipates. I encourage you now to just take a breath. Just take a breath and let all of this resonate with you. 
And I encourage you to think about those places in your life where you might be anxious or or worried or, or, or hurried. And I want you to give yourself permission to just be in the space in between. Think about these things. And we'll see you next time uh, for another episode. Please tell your friends and pass the word along.